Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Hello, I'm Richard Grun. You may not always agree with our point of view, a spiritual and biblical viewpoint. Even if you don't agree with it or understand it, you will be challenged, you will be informed, and hopefully you'll be inspired to do your own research to know more. You should want to know more and to come to your own conclusions. Overwatch was created to take Reflections in the Dark to the next level. Reflections in the Dark was a boots-on-the-ground point of view, Overwatchers of view from above, a distinctive, spiritual, and at times biblical mindset. You may not always see that. You may not always agree with it. We simply ask that you keep an open mind. We take our spiritual, supernatural viewpoint of current events, politics, finance, cybersecurity, and trends, prophecy in the end times, religion, and the paranormal, and offer it to you for your consideration. Do your own research. Do not be ignorant or caught off guard. One of the topics during this COVID-19 pandemic has been the rollout of 5G and the possible connection between the two. We began this series last week, and we're going to continue it. It may take us a couple of weeks to get done. But in people's fears about the connection between 5G and COVID-19, 5G towers are being set on fire in the United Kingdom, Belfast, Liverpool, and Birmingham are seeing their cell phone towers being set on fire. This has led United Kingdom mobile carriers asking people to stop burning the towers, that they are interfering with the communications infrastructure. It's not being helped by celebrities like Woody Harrell, John Cusack, rapper Wiz Khalifa, and singer M.I.A., who are blaming 5G for the COVID-19 deaths. The theories range from 5G radiation and not the novel coronavirus being the true cause of sickness to the claims that the radiation is damaging people's immune system to make the virus become worse and more likely to contract the virus. These theories say that the COVID-19's emergence in China late last year coincided with the country's rollout of one of the largest 5G networks in the world. The theory falls apart on many fronts. It becomes disconstructed when you look at the fact, first of all, South Korea and some U.S. cities started launching 5G networks earlier in 2019. And if 5G and COVID-19 were indeed linked The world would have seen its first cases in either South Korea or the United States and not China. Iran would not have been affected at all as there are no 5G towers there. Well, I'm just going to tell you what the theories are. One particular video that's being promoted on YouTube and all over social media says that in 1916 was the emergence of radio waves, bringing forth the 1918 Spanish flu outbreak. The Spanish flu began in a British staging and hospital camp in France in late 1917 and spread to the world in three waves that took two years as soldiers returned home. 2003, 3G was introduced to the world. Coincidentally, 2003 was the SARS outbreak. 2009, 4G was introduced to the world. I'm just telling you what they said. And then 2009, the swine flu outbreak. 2019, 2025 drew introduced to the world. 
2019-2020, the coronavirus outbreak. Well, here are the problems. 3G, 4G, and 5G are introduced every 10 years. They become a standard protocol every 10 years. It's not lining up. Another claim is that before every pandemic in the last 150 years, there's been a quantum leap in the electrification of the earth. During the last 150 years, the first pandemic, Spanish flu, 1916. Radio broadcasting began in 1920 and only in the United States. So how did that create the problem in the rest of the world? The rest of the world did not begin broadcasting until 1922 and 1923. We had pandemics in 1957 and 1968. What were the quantum leap in electrification in those years? That's not to say that some won't suffer from electromagnetic hypersensitivity, otherwise known as EHS, is characterized by a variety of nonspecific symptoms which the afflicted individuals attribute to the exposure to EMF. The symptoms most commonly experienced are dermatological symptoms, redness, tingling, and burning sensation is also a neurosthenic vegetative symptoms, fatigue, tiredness, concentration difficulties, dizziness, nausea, heart palpitation, digestive disturbances. The collective symptoms is not a part of any recognized syndrome. Now, we know this happens. We know from what we do with SRT that there is a physical response to EMF radiation. From day one of this outbreak's SRT Overwatch has been on topic and on point. We have strived to keep you updated and informed. Much of what we were telling you in December and January has become big news in March and April and will be in May. When we first began sharing the origins of the virus, never did we expect that people would go so far in the danger direction to become willing participants in the stripping of civil liberties and rights due to their fears. The numbers in the models were skewed. They were false. And the information coming out now indicates that we were bamboozled. In the early 1970s, actually probably 1974 or so, my senior year in high school, I went to school in Lower Manhattan, mostly with other young boys, many of which were from the Little Italy community. One of the phrases that got developed during that time was called a fugazi, and the fugazi meant that you conned somebody. It was based upon a limousine business owner. You might have heard the phrase in the movie Donnie Brasco with Johnny Depp. It's a street term for being conned or for conning someone. I personally believe that Dr. Fauci has pulled a fugazi on America. And what I mean is both he and Dr. Burks and some of the other, quote, professionals weren't telling us the whole truth. And they were telling us truth based upon a compromised position of them being connected to vaccine makers. Be that as it may, the president trusted his scientists and doctors as he was asked to do. And in doing so, economies were crashed, food supplies disrupted, lives were ruined, and society literally shut down for a virus with a 99% survival rate. Hospitals and emergency preparedness cost millions of dollars that were wasted. External hospitals built in parking lots never used. Battleships turned into floating hospitals brought into the New York ports never used. The patients never came. The CDC issued guidelines that all deaths, whether they be by COVID-19 or not, that if the suspicion that COVID-19 was present would be considered a COVID-19 death. That raised the numbers. People were no longer dying of pneumonia or heart failure or any of those other things. It all went under one category. Now, why would they do that? Medicare paid more for COVID-19 cases and treatments. Hospitals get paid more money if a patient is coded for the novel coronavirus and if even if they haven't been tested in some states. Multiple fact-checking sites have confirmed, including USA Today, PolitiFact, and Snope, that this is going on. 
Hospitals get to add 20% on to any billing that is coded for COVID-19. And they were able to charge three times as much if patients were placed on a ventilator. Profit were gained, numbers were falsified, the threat magnified, and anyone who questioned the narrative vilified. Media talking heads and experts connected to vaccine makers are promoting a miracle vaccine to save us. Well, if you're waiting for a miracle vaccine, you need to consider the fact that COVID-19 has mutated almost immediately from day one. The strain in Iran was different from the one in Wuhan, and that was within weeks. Now they're saying that it has mutated as much as 30 times. If so, no amount of research or attempts at a vaccine will matter. They never do. Name one vaccine for a major virus threat that has worked. The gain of function built into this particular virus has made it so that it will keep mutating and keep adapting. Add to that the prevailing suspicion that many people had it already before it was made public. At the end of last year and in early January, many people got knocked off their feet by a brutal flu bug that came back after a week to hit them again before departing. I know because I did. Towards the end of last year, I caught the flu, and it hit me hard, put me in bed for a few days. I fought it off naturally as I do everything else that happened. I haven't had a doctor or medical insurance since the year 2000. For the last 20 years, the Lord has been my physician, and I live by faith in Him. It's my life, and it's my choice. I also will not run to hospitals and run up a bill that I cannot pay. My trust is in the Lord. So I wrote it out, and I got better. First known patient, the first admitted patient from Wuhan that had the virus, Chinese officials said was about mid-November. Well, if it has a 7- to 24-day incubation period, he could have been infected anywhere sometime mid to late October. So who knows where he went before then and who he spread it to. It was probably already out and about. We survived and we thrived before the media panic was created. We live through viruses every year and will for years to come. Caution, good hygiene, health, and building up our immunity are vital. America just needs to get healthier. Heart-hit nursing homes are a hygiene nightmare if you've ever been in one. Even the best are understaffed and overworked. Big cities, especially sanctuary cities, are a health hazard on a normal day. Quarantining the healthy and the sick together isn't normal, and it helped to make things worse. Those at risk, the elderly and others with underlying medical issues, will always be at risk no matter the virus. Helping them was and is the answer, in my opinion. That's what Sweden did, and there was no pandemic. There was no shutdown. And no, I am not a medical professional before you use that argument. I have seen the call to, quote, trust the professionals. Well, remember this, the leading cause of death in America is medical malpractice by the professionals. We are seeing from doctors being paraded across the stage as professionals. They have conflicts of interest and questionable ties to vaccine manufacturers. So that you know, I am listening to the professionals the one not pushing the agenda or the official narrative, the ones who are questioning the story and how it's been handled. The minute you tell me not to question, I know that I need to. The minute you roll out the celebrities to tell me what to do, I know I am being manipulated. The great thing about America is that we are free, or at least we were, to decide for ourselves, and I am going to continue To do so, I refuse to be sheeple. Think for yourselves. We'll be right back after this, and we'll pick up the story about 5G and the broadband of the beast. Hello, I'm Richard Grund. You know, we're being encouraged to keep a safe distance and stay at home for our own safety, watching our hands, being proactive against infection, and I get that. It's important. What no one seems to be promoting is building your immune system to give it the ability to withstand this and any virus. People that are the most at risk are the ones with compromised immune system. 
And that doesn't just mean underlying medical issues. That means unhealthy, weak bodies. We should be working hard at building strong immune systems, eating right, taking the right quality supplements, exercise, and get some sunshine. God gave us this amazing body, and we should be taking better care of it. If you need help with that, look no further than my son, Jesse Grund, certified strength coach and mobility expert. His company, Unconventional Strength at UnconStrength.com, U-N-C-O-N-S-T-R-E-N-G-T-H.com. He's also on Facebook and Instagram. You will get knowledgeable, quality information and be supporting a small business owner. Workouts and nutritional information you can apply wherever you are. You may say, I can't afford to, but can you afford not to? It's your body, your health. It's an investment in yourself. Firefall Talk Radio. Enlighten. Inspire. Encourage. We should be very careful about artificial intelligence. Um, If I were to guess at what our biggest existential threat is, it's probably that. So we need to be very careful with artificial intelligence. I'm increasingly inclined to think that there should be some uh, regulatory oversight uh, at the inter- at maybe at the national and international level uh, just to make sure that uh, we don't do something very foolish. I mean, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. You know, you know all those stories where there's the guy with the pentagram and the holy water, and he's like, yeah, you sure you can control the demon? <laughs> then work out. Sure you can control the demon. <laughs> then work out. That was Elon Musk in 2014 giving his opinion on the dangers of AI that we are summoning the demon. Elon, I think you're so right, but for so many reasons you probably wouldn't understand, but I would love to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. This is what we're talking about. We're laying out our case for 5G and the right behind it, 6G, being the broadband of the beast, because it is vital for his efforts. As a background, for those of you that are not biblically literate, what are we talking about? Go with me to Revelation 13, starting with verse 11. This is the Apostle John. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he makes fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is six, six, six. And because of the signs, the miracles, which he is allowed to perform in the presence of the first beast, he deceives those who inhabit the earth, commanding them to erect a statue, an image, in the likeness of the beast, who was wounded by the sword and still lived. And he is permitted also to impart breath to the life of the beast, so the statue of the beast could actually talk and cause to be put to death those who would not bow down and worship the image of the beast. Also, he compels all alike, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked with an inscription stamped on their right hands or their foreheads, so that no one will have the power to buy or sell unless he bears the stamp, the mark, the inscription, that is, the name of the beast, or 
the number of his name. Here is room for discernment, a call for wisdom of interpretation. Let anyone who has intelligence, penetration, and insight enough to calculate the number of the beast, for it is as a human number, the number of a certain man, his number is six, six, six. Well, Revelation 13, verses 14 through 15, describes the world stage that precedes the mark of the beast, the false prophet, and the Antichrist co-conspirator, which will perform counterfeit miracles and exercise global power as a religious leader. The most spectacular of his miracles will be the Antichrist's supposed resurrection after he appears to be assassinated. I believe what John was saying, now that we've reached the technological point, is artificial intelligence brought to life and will shock people. It will no longer be a machine, but it will appear alive with breathing and everything that it would take to fool mankind. We know that the powers of darkness cannot create life, but they can counterfeit it. A group called the Knowledge Society, a global community of the world's most curious, driven, and ambitious people that want to make an impact, has tabulated some startling fact about the meteoric rise of big data, because that's what 5G is about. In 1986, the growth rate of data storage was 23% per year. By 1996, it had increased 800%. And by 2004, data storage was up by 4,100%. The report cites Google's former chief executive officer, Eric Schmidt, who said in 2010, the total of all documented information between, quote, the dawn of civilization through 2003 equaled about five exabytes of data, roughly the amount of data being created and stored every two days. Encyclopedia.com, the term a knowledge society, because that's what we're talking about that we have become refers to a society in which the creation, dissemination, and utilization of information and knowledge has become the most important factor of production. In such a society, knowledge assets, also called intellectual capital, are the most powerful producer of wealth, sidelining the importance of land, the volume of labor, and physical or financial capital. We are becoming a society based upon knowledge, based upon the transmission of knowledge, which is data. And the key characteristics of a knowledge society is outlined as follows. One, the mass and polycentric production, transmission, and application of knowledge is dominant. Well, we see that. Two, the price of most commodities is determined by the knowledge needed for their development and sale rather than by the raw material and physical labor that is needed to produce them. And three, a large portion of the population attains higher education. Now, is that what this has been about, uh, promoting college and you must go to college and you must have a college degree, even though you may never get a job in your area of specialty. And finally, a vast majority of the population has to have access to information and to communication technologies and to the internet. Therefore, I say that 5G is the linchpin of a knowledge society. It needs distribution, it needs access, it needs the capability of transferring information into knowledge and making that transfer, that distribution, important and essential. You have to have it. And it must be equitable, it must be non-discriminatory, and everyone must have the advantage of having it. Well... This, to me, reminded me of another section of Scripture found in Daniel 12. At that time, Michael shall stand up, and we know that's Michael uh, the archangel, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book, 
and many of those who fall asleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. At the time of the end, activity running to and fro, seeking knowledge and knowledge increasing, that makes 5G communication the key. If you control communication, you control knowledge. Control knowledge and you control the people. Control the way they think and you make them think your thoughts. You make them think the way you want them to. Use technology may even be able to implant those thoughts into their mind yourself. See, this is, I believe, the intrinsic key to 5G. Now, let me say this. I say to everybody who questions me about 5G and the towers and the dangers, it's happening and it's going to happen whether you want it to or not. I don't think we can stop it. I don't think lawsuits that are happening can stop it. What I do believe is we must prepare for it mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, and we must also look for a way to take advantage of it ourselves. We must look for a way to slip in the back door against the enemy and use that technology against him. So what is 5G? Let me play you a little clip that will explain to you what 5G is. Every new generation of wireless networks delivers faster speeds and more functionality to our smartphones. 1G brought us the very first cell phones, 2G let us text for the first time, 3G brought us online, and 4G delivered the speeds that we enjoy today. But as more users come online, 4G networks have just about reached the limit of what they're capable of at a time when users want even more data for their smartphones and devices. Now we're headed toward 5G, the next generation of wireless. It will be able to handle a thousand times more traffic than today's networks, and it'll be up to 10 times faster than 4G LTE. Just imagine downloading an HD movie in under a second, and then let your imagination run wild. 5G will be the foundation for virtual reality, autonomous driving, the internet of things, and stuff we can't even yet imagine. Virtual reality and things we can't even imagine. So if you remember way back when, when you had that first analog cellular phone, I think I may still have one somewhere. So 1G was analog cellular, 2G was CDMA, GSM, and TDMA. That's when it began to shift. CDMA is like Verizon, and uh, Sprint was CDMA, and GSM is like T-Mobile and AT&T. That was the first generation of digital cellular technologies. 3G jumped and became uh, EVDO, HSPA, and UMTS brought us speeds of 200 kilobytes per second and a few megabits per second. 4G, which is where we got LTE and WiMAC, it gave us this huge leap forward to where we were getting hundreds of megabits and even gigabit levels of speeds with the right devices. 5G will change all that. It'll bring bigger channels to speed up the data, lower latency to be more responsive. You won't have that drag or that freezing. And the ability to connect more devices at once for sensors and smart devices. You know now everybody in your home has a smart device. You may have smart TV, a smart box. You may have Wi-Fi cameras. They're all running off of the same bands on your router and your modem. Well, 5G will increase all that. It will be like an, a radio system known as 5GNR. All of the 5G devices in the United States right now also need 4G to piggyback with before all devices will go up to 5G. At some point over the next two years, you will be forced to upgrade your internet and mobile devices. Without 5G, the Internet of Things doesn't happen. It is the key. 
to the Internet of Things, to have that emerging technology, the, the Internet of Things, we talked about it last week, to connect, to develop, to manufacture everything from small heart rate monitors to autonomous vehicles, Tesla's big in that, to smart home appliances, factories run off of uh, intelligent devices, chips, processors, analyzing data, transferring data, it's going to exponentially jump. And we've watched it from the stories that I'm going to share with you. Robots, sensors, surveillance cameras, augmented reality, data being mined and stored and used by governments, local law enforcement, industry, and of course, hackers. A article out of Wired Magazine back in 2013, June of 2013, the the front page said, Awake, when the objects around us can talk to one another, the elements of our physical universe will converge and spring to life. In time, this network will grow to fulfill our needs, understand our desires, and enable our dreams. Welcome to the programmable world. It's closer than you think. Well, well, here we are, almost seven years later, and we're there. A programmable world to first get more devices onto a network, more processors, more sensors, more hookups to exchange data. Second, make those devices rely upon one another, coordinate their actions to carry out just a simple task without any human intervention or interaction all on their own, all autonomous. Third, in the final stage, once they are all connected, to begin to understand them as a system, to be programmed to run on software and eventually run itself. Once we get there, the system will transform the world of everyday objects into a designable environment, a playground for coders, engineers, and, of course, hackers. Listen to Elon Musk again talking about the dangers of AI. The least scary future I can think of is one where we have at least democratized AI because if one company or small group of people manages to develop godlike digital superintelligence, they could take over the world. At least when there's an evil dictator, that human is going to die. But for an AI, there would be no death. It would live forever and then you'd have an immortal dictator from which we can never escape the robots going down the streets. They're like, what are you talking about? Man, we want to make sure we don't have killer robots going down the street. Once they're going down the street, it is too late. Once they're running down the street, it's too late. Well, we're going to talk about that in a second, but the Internet of Things is artificial intelligence and virtual reality, I believe, to rule the world. Of course, it's for our benefit. It's for our comfort. It's there to help us. It's the connection between that physical world of humans and the digital world of data, knowledge, computers, smartphones, smartwatches, tablets, smart TVs, and all wearables that are connected to the Internet of Things, giving you information and being intuitive, knowing what you want. Everyday appliances like thermostats, smoke detectors, door locks, having smart capabilities, being connected to your ability to control all things. Our transportation system, the way we work, the way we socialize, everything is being remolded to the Internet of Things. Look at this shutdown. Everybody's been working from home. Everybody's been doing things online, remotely. You can't do that without a qualified infrastructure using the internet. 5G will make that so much easier. We have got to recognize what's really happening here. Now, Elon mentions the robots and the danger of them. If you remember, we've talked about Neom, N-E-O-M, the Saudi city of the future. If you go to Neom, SaudiCity.net, NeomSaudiCity.net, you'll see the information on it. They had their IPO at the end of last December. They're going forward. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world. They're moving 
forward, one of the things they're promoting in that city is something called Dr. Neom, the first advanced medical system in the world. This is from their website. The CEO of Neom Company, engineer Nazmi Al-Nasir, affirmed that Neom will be the first place in the world to rely entirely on digitization and developed an advanced medical system under the name Dr. Neom to collect health data for the population and predict their health problems before they occur, indicating that modern devices for cybersecurity will be used, and they're working on a plan to train thousands of citizens to provide service in Neom. Well, this came during a speech entitled at a session, Smart Cities Designed to be Safe. It was at the International Forum on Cybersecurity at the Ritz-Carlton. Uh, Al-Nasir revealed the regional plan for Neom and the plan of a development lifestyle, not just a revolution. Large packages of digital plans, electronic transactions for every aspect of life. Quote, he said, Neom is the land of the future, which is to connect different destinations, big data, and artificial intelligence, stressing that Neom will be the first place to be powered 100% by relying on fully protected systems. The $500 billion Neom project, the mega city independent economic zone, aims to incorporate Saudi, Egyptian, and the Jordanian territory to establish a new global hub for trade, innovation, and knowledge. Um, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, during that time he was Crown Prince, I think now he's king since his father died, announced Neom in October of 2017 with, you know, a whole lot of fair and fair, and that the mega city would be fit for limited use by 2020 and formally opened in 2025. Folks, we're on the verge. We're on the verge of these things happening. So what does that mean? Well, that means billions of devices have to be connected to the Internet of Things. It is believed there will be 41 billion Internet of Things devices by 2027 and 125 billion by 2030. By 2023, they believe 70% of automobiles will be connected to the Internet. As you well know, if you have a new car or you've rented one, you have Wi-Fi. Autonomous vehicles are coming, whether people want them to or not. While precise numbers are difficult to determine, the automotive industry alone has invested $100 billion on research and development of self-driving cars over the last five years alone. Control knowledge, you control the people. Control transportation, you control not only the movement of the people, but you can control anyone who might resist what you're doing. Now, while driverless cars may not be taking over the highways completely soon, they'll be gathering and analyzing huge amounts of data so that these data centers will be able to direct digital traffic. Existing automobiles are increasingly incorporating the Internet of Things, sensors that transmit usage and me mechanical condition data to manufacturers and dispatchers to Internet connectiv connectivity that facilitates better GPS and driver comfort. The computing power that makes this connectivity possible will make Internet of Things-enabled vehicles valuable tools in cutting-edge computing frameworks. Now, that quote from Elon Musk on October 24th, 27th, I'm sorry, that quote from Elon Musk on October 27th, 2014, about summoning the demon is very interesting. He warns about AI with artificial intelligence with summoning the demon. But then we look and ask, why do you have three companies that are predominantly about artificial intelligence. OpenAI, he created a company called OpenAI. We aim to avoid enabling uses of AI or AGI that harm humanity or unduly concentrate power. 
Then he creates a company called Neuralink, developing chip implants for people's brains, which would connect them to this Internet of Things. And then three, he creates a company called Starlink, launching thousands of 5G satellites into the air and putting up 5G antennas all over the planet. Well, in one breath he says it's dangerous, in the other breath he's profiting from it. And I don't, I don't know what his justification is. I've not been able to see anything that talks about that. But his Tesla self-driving car has a computer and two AI brains. The in-house chip is 21 times faster than the old NVIDIA model that Tesla originally used. And each car has two computers for safety. That's as of August 2019. In Salon.com, March 28, 2019, they were quoting an article from GearBrain.com. It talks about that 5G is crucial for autonomous cars and smart cities. The fifth generation of mobile technology is more important for cars and cities than smartphones, and many believe 5G is the key to unlocking the vehicle's potential. There are three standout reasons for this. The extra speed of 5G, its ability to connect with many more devices at once, a far lower latency, which is drag or delay, meaning data sent between two 5G devices is almost instantaneous. For 4G, this takes around 50 milliseconds, but with 5G latency, the delay shrinks to just one millisecond. Well, you can have 27 devices connected to the Internet at one time without any delay. Now, see how they're promoting this for our convenience and it betters society? Former Cisco researcher David Evans calculated how many devices were being added every second to provide a glimpse into how widespread they've become. Things are no longer just computers and phones. Literally anything can be connected. Tennis rackets, diapers, clothing, vehicles, homes. Um, the network is starting to include biological things, your pets, your crops, livestock, the clothing on your body. And, they, he says, we're not far from an Internet link where you can actually swallow as a pill. Well, we know that they're doing that. The people are taking them. They have medical conditions that the doctor need constant feedback, but the people can't stay in the hospital. They swallow this device, which records itself on a nearby uh, tablet or smartphone, which then goes to the doctors. This is amazing to me. I mean, I have an Apple Watch. It keeps track of my workouts and my heart rate, my breathing rate. If necessary, I could send that to a doctor if I had one. I don't. So I won't be sending it to anybody. But what we're, what we're showing is not only the ability to control people, but we're showing the ability for hackers and those with nefarious intentions of taking people hostage, taking their finances hostage, maybe even their homes or their families. We're showing how, I believe, that the enemy will first create comfort compliance, and then through fear, get you to give up your rights. And we're seeing that with this pandemic. Like I said in the commentary at the beginning, with a virus that has a 99% recovery rate, people were willing to give up their civil liberties. And if you question that, if you call them sheeple, they become offended and say you are a danger to society. So who are some of the players going to be? Well, Ericsson is one of the big players in 5G. If you're into buying stock, you should buy stock in Ericsson, Qualcomm, possibly Comcast, and some of the others. There's this little itty-bitty chip that goes into every phone that uh, was talked about on the Internet. It's a little chip that's going to go into every 5G phone that filters out all the interference and allows the device to work at optimum level. It's created by a company called Keysight Technologies. 
If you want to buy that stock right now, it's at $95.93. The delay in the rollout of 5G has slowed down its meteoric rise, but I believe that will change in the near future. So you have the North American market expected to see a growth of 63% with 5G subscriptions. Uh, East Asia, 47% 5G access. This is why the United States and China have been in a a war, a financial war. This is why some believe that the coronavirus was deliberate to slow down the economy, possibly even destroy President Trump's economy, because Trump had pinned them to the wall in trade deals. According to CNBC, China has outspent the U.S. by $24 billion dollars in 5G technology since 2015. This is an article in 2018. I think since 10, it might have caught up a little bit, but not much. There's been this neck-and-neck battle over the past few years. Several telecommunications companies, particularly those in East Asia, North America, and Europe, have begun to develop and even pilot 5G networks in specific markets, usually cities. China, for instance, has already outspent the U.S. by $24 billion since 2015 on 5G technology, deploying almost 350,000 new cell sites relative to 30,000 in the U.S. Let me play you a clip from CNET.com that explains 5G about the technology being used. Now, what I, the reason I want you to understand this, I want you to see the complete picture of how this is playing out, why technology is key, why controlling the rollout of this, and how 5G is going to affect everything we do. It's happening. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll go right into a clip from CNET.com explaining 5G and the technology and everything that we're talking about. Because as we begin to talk about virtual reality, you're going to want to understand how it all works. If you have a business, you need a website. One that tells your story, shows your vision, and portrays your passion. Contact Greg at timetogetasite.com for a free consultation or call 1-800-342-0324. Prospects want to know more about what you have to offer. Don't delay. Go to timetogetasite.com today or call 1-800-342-0324 and ask for Greg. The Porch, an online Bible study and community of believers. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern with archived broadcasts available for listen or download. Get a book of Acts Mindset to shake the world one last time before the return of the King. Fireful Talk Radio. Enlighten. Inspire. Encourage. 5G is the fifth generation of wireless data networks, and it will improve them far more than 4G or 3G ever could. You'll feel it in your phone, your home, your car, and in the city and town around you. Downloads and streaming should happen literally without delay. Cars will talk to each other to prevent collisions. An untethered augmented and virtual reality can finally be achieved with real-time response. Not to mention industrial benefits like remote surgery or drone control. 5G does its magic with three key abilities. First, high bandwidth. 4G could only muster about 200 megabits per second of data throughput on a good day. 5G can handle up to 1 gigabit or more, that's 1,000 megabits a second, on up. Low latency. 4G suffers from around 100 milliseconds or so in response delay or latency. 5G reaction time can be as low as one millisecond, which makes everything happen virtually instantly. And dense connections. In a given square kilometer, 4G can only manage to connect about one-tenth the amount of devices as 5G can. If that's some of what 5G does, how does it do it? 5G uses new radio technology, the part of any wireless device that makes the connection. 
5G uses some radio frequencies in a band known as sub-6, from 600 megahertz to 6 gigahertz, part of which is also used by current 4G LTE. But 5G will also use a higher band of radio frequencies, from 24 gigahertz to as high as 86. These much higher frequencies bring with them much higher data rates. Now, while these new 5G radio waves can carry more data with higher performance, they can't carry it as far. So 5G will use a lot of so-called small cells. These are small versions of the big cellular towers we all know. 5G will also use some new tricks in these small cells like beam forming to efficiently aim transmissions rather than just spray everything everywhere. The bottom line though, you will need new phones, tablets, portable hotspots and the like with a 5G radio inside to connect to the new 5G networks. Your current 4G or even 3G gear can't tap into it. Get ready to spend some money at the end of 2020 into 2021. Maybe you already have. Maybe you already have 4K TVs and uh, MIMO modems. All the new modems have it. They're ready to go. Maybe you have a 5G phone. Even though AT&T has the little 5G up there every now and then, they really don't. It's a 4G tower that's pushing out a little extra. AT&T doesn't have the 5G phone yet. Samsung has created um, a couple, but I don't think they're in America yet. There's no way for it to be able to do anything. There aren't the towers, except in some smaller cities and smaller areas where they're testing it out and rolling it out slowly. Now, some of the key markets that we're going to be talking about in the weeks ahead, and I'm going to bring on a, a couple that's dealing with virtual reality to give us some inside information. But augmented and virtual reality, AR and VR, are key markets for 5G and the Internet of Things. The increasing use of augmented reality and virtual reality technology uh, it, it's telling us that the creation of completely simulated digital environments, as well as the overlay of digital tools, are coming into our everyday environments. Consumer gaming, industrial manufacturing, medical services are just some of the early use cases for AR and VR. 5G is expected to be the critical enabler of the reduced latency, the enhanced speed, and the bandwidth-heavy services that these things require. Then you have autonomous vehicles and smart infrastructure um, powered by 5G, real-time awareness, safety. Uh, this, this autonomous vehicle thing, while I find it fascinating and very sci-fi, reminds us some of the movies of the last couple of decades, I'm, I'm concerned. What if somebody hijacks your car? That's always a concern to me, the ability to hijack your car. You know, OnStar, which is through Wi-Fi, through satellite technology, in an emergency, they have the ability to turn off your car. What is to stop somebody from hacking the system when everybody is on that? It's just one of the things. But autonomous vehicles are coming. It needs network speed and instantaneous latency. They can't have a delay. In 2017, it was estimated that 60 to 80% of the cars sold globally contained installed telematics. By 2020, 90% of all cars have internet connectivity. And you've seen it, as I mentioned, the new cars have Wi-Fi. Smart highways, grids, properties, um, infrastructure investments, sensor technology, all things that if you're an investor, you should be looking into. Then we have healthcare, wearables, monitoring, high-tech diagnostic equipment. Uh, all of these things, $17 billion market, medical robotics by 2023, up from $6.5 billion in 2018. That's a growth of 21%. And some estimate that by 2023, less than three years away, 5G will support more than 10% of the world's mobile connections. By 2023, 32% of North American mobile connections will be on a 5G network. Well, if you're the enemy and you want to begin to control people, you have to increase this. You have to speed this up. 
First of all, they need it to empower themselves. They need control of the hive mind. They need to communicate better with one another with their network. And then to control people, we need everybody on 5G. That's how the enemy's thinking right now. Now, you can say, I'm going to go off the grid. I'm not going to buy the device. I'm not going to have a 5G device. And that's your right to do so. But I have a feeling they're going to make it so that you won't be able to bank. You won't be able to go anywhere. You won't be able to do anything without such a device. Well, maybe the beast, the first beast, or the the baby beast is the Internet itself. It's technology itself. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm speculating. I'm praying through this. I'm trying to get you to understand it. Now, when we begin to discuss it, I am going to talk about what are the potential dangers and what is the argument that many are bringing out. I'm not going to ignore that. And, of course, we're going to get into virtual reality. But, folks, we have to get ready. We have to prepare. We have to understand. That's why I'm doing these information-driven podcasts so that you're not caught unawares. You're not ignorant of what's going on around you. We can't be ignorant of Hasatan's devices. And now we know that they're electronic devices. How can we protect ourselves from this radiation, from this technology? SRT is working on some things that we believe might do that. How can we take advantage of what the enemy is doing? I'm working with a group of businessmen from all over the world coming together into a kingdom mindset so that we can prosper in this time in accordance with his word to fund the kingdom and to do everything that needs to be done. We appreciate your support. If you support Firefall Talk Radio, we appreciate it. If you'd like to do that, go to firefalltalkradio.com. At the bottom of the page is a PayPal donation button. We're also on Venmo, which is a financial app. Our account is at Firefall Media Group. You'll be able to do it that way. If you need to do it the old-fashioned way, just write us. Go to the website. Contact us. We'll tell you how to do it. We appreciate that. As soon as the lockdown is over, we're going to get out and about. We're going to finish the documentary. We're going to do what we've been called to do to shine the light into the shadows, into the darkness, and expose what the enemy's doing. We appreciate your prayers. We appreciate those of you that are standing with us and we're not going to back down. If you aren't already on the newsletter, email us, write us, and we'll add you to it. In the last newsletter, I sent a link for some of the equipment that Firefall is looking to purchase to do the documentary and do some other things. Unfortunately, I hate talking about money, but unfortunately, it takes it to pay for the web services and do all the things that we're doing and that we need to do. 5G. But there's one G that you need to know, and that's Almighty God. If you are not born again, if you don't have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, that should become a priority above all things. Just stop. Say, Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. I accept what you did for me on the cross. I believe that you died for my sins, you've risen from the grave, and I believe that you're coming back again, and I want you to come back for me. Just pray that prayer. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and everything I'm telling you right now will just be preventative information to prepare you for what's coming. You won't be victimized. You'll be victorious. I'm Richard Grund. This has been Overwatch on Firefall Talk Radio.
Firefall Network. Fair use copyright disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, commentary, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, education and research. It provides for the legal, non-licensed citation or incorporation of copyrighted material in another author's work. Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. You can go from I should start a podcast to actually starting a podcast with Spreaker. Spreaker's tools allow you to record, manage, distribute, and monetize any podcast idea, whether it's about your business or even your cat. And as your podcast grows, Spreaker helps you manage your success and even monetize it. That means all you need to get started is a microphone and a really good idea. Learn more and get 30% off at Spreaker.com slash get started. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com slash get started.